Welcome to episode 70 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Hank Hook, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. E.T.E., a.k.a. The Wonton Don, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova KPZ. It's the July 4th Independence episode. Ba -ba -ba fireworks. <laughs> Looking at no. <laughs> It's your boy, Rue McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch in a ringtone, something about the other things. And you can find me, really, really just find me on Twitter at Rue McCoy KPZ. I mean, if you would like to follow me on Snapchat at Rue McCoy Rebel, you can. You can try to find me on Instagram at Rue McCoy KPZ, but I'm telling you, it won't be successful. Cody? Hi, it's Cody. See the recording and everything. Aka Bernardo. That's funny. Um, Russ, the barman. Aka Teddy Russ. Aka Smooth Fingers. Aka Schoolers Q. Aka Kid Universal. Aka the Progenitor. Aka Russ the Bus. Aka the motherfucking spaceship. Is that something I missed? Cause I like that name, Loki. Right, no. that nigga fly. <laughs> That's the futuristic oh. bus. He turns into a spaceship like Transformers. <laughs> like the Magic, magic bus. Bus. All right. Shout out uh, uh, that man that died. Puff that the Magic happen. School Bus. Wait, what? Uh, please don't. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> you're talking about Lil Richard? Just clicked yeah, in my head. My bad. Can I edit that? Sure thing, Cody. <laughs> Thanks, other Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can find me on the chatties of snaps as actually that is Snapchat is. Woo! Yeah. Let's go, let's go. So, figure out how to spell that name. Uh, also, our IG at Candy Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I C Y. I D I T Y. I D I T He's like, you know, that's E C K Z. I was actually. It's a silent E C K Z. I will actually be a lot happier when we can uh, do that in person again at least once because that's, that's really one of my favorite moments is singing <laughs> IDITYs for Idiot because it's really just one of my favorite things. Um, so just so you guys know, you can always find us on Facebook. Uh, you can join the Facebook group, Not, Pol Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can uh, like the page at NPC Podcast. You can also... Follow us on Twitter at NotPCPodcast. And anything that you can listen to items on, that includes <clears throat> SoundCloud, the iTunes or a podcast app on your iPhones, uh, Spreaker, Google Play, Spotify, anything that you can listen to anything on, find us, search Not Politically Correct Podcast, like, review, talk to us, tell us how great we are, even though we already know it, and just interact with us. We would love that. Um, so we could have more than 20 listeners. Jokes, jokes. We have 60 listeners um you know i just thought about something i was telling uh is it siri is it's it? gonna be siri so siri um this it's morning i'm like siri. so we've got listeners a lot in ireland and a lot in uh was it italy i'm like i bet it's charles is traveling for work and he's stopping in ireland <laughs> <laughs> Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Charles actually becomes Irish when he goes to Ireland. It's, <laughs> right. Like, how he transforms. Like, every country, he has a new, like, wardrobe and everything. 
That's how he blends in. She's like, right. she's like, you got to do something for all of your fan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everybody for coming out, Charles. Right. So, <laughs> spiggy, 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 sports. <laughs> Let the bass drop. Uh, mm. First of all, I just want to give a couple shout outs. One, um, my sister just gave birth yesterday, so hey. I have another hey. niece. Another shout out. Mariachi Cody. But another good family friend of ours, his cousin just got signed to the Chelsea Football Club. That's soccer, And right? apparently, yeah. Okay. And that's in the Premier League, which, like, that's huge because not only is that, like, the Premier League is huge and stuff like that, but for an American to be in the Premier League is super rare. Oh. So. Is that, like, the overseas shit or, like? Yeah, that's in England. Okay. So that it's usually one of the top teams in the Premier League. There uh, is, like, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, stuff like that. I'm just going to throw Liverpool in there because fuck it, go Liverpool. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I grew up with, uh, like, you know, remember when we had the Milwaukee Wave? Yep. We don't have yep. them anymore? Indoors. Wait, yeah, I was going to say, is it not well, they, I mean, not because of Corona, but I'm saying, they, like, does well, it they not they stopped, exist? and then they came back, and I don't know if they stopped if they're still going i forget but that's if we still have them but anyway um for i think 12 or 15 years they're kept that a captain when i was a kid uh michael king and he played for chelsea and uh he was a big family friend of uh, my aunts and stuff like that he was at my sister's wedding too but uh yeah so this, but yeah shout out to uh his name is ethan waddy waddy um so that's that's pretty awesome and huge yeah, it's definitely, but, uh, definitely, dope, definitely dope, bro. Um, Dude, they don't want us overseas, bro. I mean, not just because of coronavirus, but I'm saying in terms of sports, I feel like America really excels. We <laughs> we are <laughs> the bullies of the playground. We're just bigger, badder, tougher, and everything, except for scholastics. We are... <laughs> Yeah, which is, yeah, which we are better than everybody. <laughs> we focused on, on labor for quite so many years, so yeah, we kind of created superhumans on the side. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if they start leaking players into um, soccer and fucking cricket and everything else, it's raps. It's raps for the rest of the world. They're not going to be able to handle us. Man. So yeah, go USA. <laughs> Right. Speaking of Happy the Fourth other of kind July, of, looking at right. the other kind of football and kind of Fourth of July because um, that's patriotic. Cam Newton signs a one-year deal with the Patriots. I like that. I love. Okay, now I'm clipping. Now you're clipping. You weren't before. So I, I clipping Carl. Clipping Carl. Looking as I. I actually really enjoy the fact that they went with Cam Newton right after um, Tom, Brady. Tom Brady. And I don't know if it's just like the, I don't know if it's just like the, the what we have going on in the world right now with the police brutality and like the social justice um, kind of edge, but something about him being a black quarterback, a, a, a decent black quarterback. I mean, I know his last few years have been, you know, hit or miss, but. Something about him being a decent black quarterback and leading the Patriots, who had like arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, 
um, as much as I hate to admit that. Um, it was a, it was a, like the 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 New England Patriots are kind of I don't know something about that team kind of houses. It just feels. I'm trying I'm trying to find the right word. Not white. That's not what I'm trying to say. Like it feels like the 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 history behind it, and and especially like Boston and like that area, just seems really mm-hmm. yeah. culturally. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I don't know how what words to use, but I know what exactly what. You yeah. Mean. You, okay. So <laughs> what what I'm what I'm trying to say is for that team to take on a black quarterback to for the leader of that team for that area to be right. a black man in today's climate. I just feel like that. But it's, it's here's little. the thing, like, I feel, I feel the same way about the Cowboys. However, they have right now a black quarterback and running back, but their whole organization in this was the same thing yeah. that I feel like it can be compared to the Patriots. Also, they had Drakeman, you know, yeah, right. when yep. we were kids. Yep, so. yep. yep. no, I feel like, I, I, yes, yes, man. So, like, so it's like, is it really, like, any different with having a black quarterback if I was still feel the same way with that as the Cowboys. I will. Because uh, it's really the organization. They just... I mean, right, yeah. Players, it's a business. They yeah, just yeah, no, trade sure. people. For, ah, way, way to make it sound like slavery. Damn it! <laughs> I mean, it is. That's what the yeah, NFL is. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, for, well, until Cody just brought that... Uh, that up. Sorry, it felt Percy very. Bubbles here. That Percy was my. That was my. That was my happy Fourth of July like, you know, thing. I was like, man, Cam Newton, like, leads the Patriots. But you, you're right. It's just, you know. Well, well uh, here's another thing I was thinking about. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it as if there's a happy form of it. Here's another thing to think about or compare. Like, okay, I, I was thinking, do. Do I want to root for the Patriots now? Because yeah. like I want Cam to win like a Super Bowl and to be like, oh, it wasn't just Tom Brady or something like that, you know? Like Cam yeah. or like Cam can do it and blah blah blah. But it's like, Have the or Patriots would that just had a black quarterback? Uh, Probably not. Charles. Um. Anyways, first of I'm all, I'm saying Charles was a black quarterback. But anyway, I, uh, I definitely was like yes, Charles was playing. Every- yeah, now I'm, now I'm curious. How many NFL teams have ever had a black quarterback? Or maybe it'd be easier to look up how many... Yeah, how many teams have had a black quarterback? There's probably are you talking about in the roster slot or as, like, a starting quarterback? As a starting string? quarterback, yeah. yeah. How many NFL teams? Um, <laughs> but wait, know? real quick, what I wanted to finish off with was, yes, like, sorry. if, if uh, Cam wins, would that just then make people think, Oh, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft are like so good at what they do, and yeah. you know, yeah, and then yeah. that's just the opposite of what we're trying to do, right? Like, it feel like the the success would just be passed on to again the organization or whatever, right? Um, yeah, it's damn, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, isn't it, it would go to the owners of the team. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go to the right, QB. Cam wouldn't get any credit, <laughs> which is stupid because if Tom if they didn't win one and Tom Brady left and then. They get the new quarterback and they do win one. Then, how the fuck is it the organization is like the physical player that lose lose? Right, exactly, man. That's crazy. Now I'm really. If curious. they lose, they're like Tom Brady was everything, and if they win, it's like, oh, it's all because of Bill Belichick. <laughs> man, dude, I I um now I'm really curious to see like how many teams uh, had a black quarterback because I don't think I don't think any quarterback that was a well. starting quarterback started until i don't think that there was like a starting quarterback until maybe the 80s or i want to say damn near the 90s honestly i was gonna say the biggest ones were the really good that i remember like 
pretty new age, but um, I think Dante Culpepper was like one of the biggest first, yeah, you know, right. was, ones that really so, took hold of for the Vikings. According right? according to the most reliable source on the internet for information, Wikipedia, okay. it was, it was yeah, not until. It was not until 2017 that all 32 Super Bowl-era NFL teams had started at least one black quarterback. In 2017, nearly 70% of NFL players uh, are black, but only 25% of the starting quarterbacks were black by 2017. And it did start in 1968. Marlon Briscoe of the Denver Broncos. 68. Was the first black starting quarterback. Yeah. Huh. Since 668. Wow. And look at me being wrong. We had Seneca Wallace in 2013. We? As in the Packers? As in the Packers, yeah. yeah. You know, I never heard of him. I remember BJ Coleman. Yeah, I remember. That's what I remember. Wait. He was a. I don't. Yeah, see, I don't know how they're labeled. No, because. So they have um, Seneca Wallace's. For Green Bay Packers, first black quarterback. And they have, uh, who is this dude? Jacoby Brissett for the Patriots. I'm not thinking of B.J. Coleman. He's white. What's the other guy? There's seven. Sorry, I'll shut up and look. Wait, but listen. But wait. Yeah. They're not, whoever that guy you just named for us, Seneca, whoever the fuck, is not the star because Aaron Rodgers. So, so it. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was a starting quarterback. So I feel like. Yeah. This he is, started. He started on the game fourth because Aaron Rodgers was injured with a, I think it was a left shoulder injury or something like that. Yeah. Um, so he started that game. So he was technically the starting quarterback for that game. I was thinking oh, of Brett okay. Hundley. We had Brett Hundley. He was second string quarterback. Okay. Okay. Brett yes. Hundley. So I'm thinking they're going by whoever has started, started a game. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they're going by too, which is not what I had in mind. I was thinking like right, right. first. String right, like quarterback. Like so maybe I should look up first string. Yeah, I don't think the Packers ever had a black first string quarterback for sure. And that's what I think. Like that's what I think. Because um, those are the people that that are the team leaders essentially first string. So um, they're like the fa- they're the yeah. face of the they are the face of the team. So I want to know like you know like. Like Mike like, Vick or Robert, right? Because I don't. Yeah, but Marlon Br- Briscoe was the actual starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Okay, he wasn't was, he an Othello? He was that's actually Marlon Brando. Yeah, that's Marlon Brando. Right. Um, he was <laughs> he was drafted him. to be the, the the first starting quarterback um, in professional American football. And I could just that's, see the papers awesome. now. So he was like the the Jackie Robinson of the NFL. Yeah, and he um, established actually the rookie record of 14 touchdown passes that season. So, yeah. Look at Mr. Sports Guy. Well, he was probably there. (laughs) He was probably there. He was was my grandson. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd have to do a little bit more digging to figure out um, first string black quarterbacks. I, I don't know if the interwebs want to release that information. Everything, at least all these links are pointing to the uh, starting QB, starting, 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 which yeah. we now know means if you at least started one started game. Yeah. yeah. Well, that. Ah, whatever. 
We can always look that up because there's a lot of different variables for that. So, like I said, for string or starting a game in general or what. But um, going on with, I guess, the systemic oppression and stuff in the NFL, um, FedEx, who has paid $205 million for the naming rights to the Washington uh, football team stadium, asked the team to change its name and... Um, Redskins announced they will undergo thorough review of team name in light of recent events of our around our country. Like in recent events of like two hundred years, okay. <laughs> but st- <laughs> but I mean, better late than never? Question mark. <laughs> right. So that's right. a little well. Okay, fine. <laughs> Suppose let's call them the purple skin. No, I'm <laughs> We'll just be the Washington Darkskins then. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, even the Indians, there's the Cleveland Indians are still the Indians, but they just got rid of Chief Wahoo, their uh, uh, mascot, which I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah A step actually. in the right direction. Like, we won't call him Chief Wahoo anymore. I'm like, hey, wait, you're still the Indians, and they're not Indian, they're Native American. I, I don't feel it. It's right. Mm. I'm sorry, but that would be hilarious if they're like, fine, we'll officially be the chief, uh, the Cleveland Indians, and then they all put red dots on their head or whatever. And (laughs) (laughs) thank you for playing. Here's another home run. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Our new mascot is Aladdin. (laughs) No, it's actually just just a magic carpet. Like, that would be, that would be even like the, oh, what if. Come again. It was it's Apu and shit. Um, what? Because <laughs> you know, like, thank you. Here, come again. Here's a here's a beer and a popcorn. They were saying they were saying like the Chiefs is actually uh, the like uh, Kansas City Chiefs is actually one of those types of names, which but their mm-hmm. thing is just an arrowhead, like from a spear. Mm-hmm. So is that like? I mean, I get it, but is that is then that? They used to have the full face though, the full caricature of what they. Uh, yeah, they, they had like they that little guy. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know like, that. Little, little, or, that, or was that the Redskins? One of them teams had like the full um, caricature of a Native American chief. I think that's the Redskins. The Chiefs, I don't remember having um, a Native American emblem aside from the, um, the arrowhead. And I don't honestly think that the Chiefs need to change because a Chief is the leader of Yo, the Native American tribe. Heck. Really? Yeah, what? no, this is... Um, I'm going to I, the group chat with this one. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about my statement. I was like... No, 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 no. What do you mean? No, no, so look, my point is that... A chief look is at the group the, chat. Look at the group chat. Okay, I will after. Um, a Chief is <laughs> the leader of an Indian tribe or a Native American tribe similarly as a commander. Well, you have a commander-in-chief, but, I mean, you have chief and... Um, the armies. And the head and spread. Yeah, but I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm... That's because they, they were also yeah. saying, holy shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, uh, that's that's really bad. Yeah, that's horrible. Super Saiyan that, Indian chief. Wait, Super Saiyan? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So oh, and that's not even the picture. colored one. Wow, there's colored pictures, too. That makes it worse. Cody sent a picture to the group chat with um, 
the Kansas City Chiefs old logo, and it looks like Goku running across the <laughs> Super Saiyan Three. Yeah, with a hatchet in his hand. Oh, yes. Cody will not be posting that on the interweb. I mean, Cody will be deleting his history. No. Just for just for a reference, we will drop that in the group and in, in onto the oh, just for a ping. They have and, Google. And, you know, little. They have Google. Okay, I feel it. But no, that's <laughs> so they were saying they were saying that the Chiefs they were saying that uh, the Warriors need to change their name, and I'm like, okay, I don't. Come on. Like these are these are over now any culture. Yeah, like these are oh these are basically things that define people who right. fight in wars and you know who are just strong people. I don't think. I personally don't think, um, not to offend anybody, that that mask like that saying, giving a title to to using a title Dude, of any imagine human. If if like the LGBT community comes out wanting the Chicago Bears to change their name. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that's hilariously terrible. Hilariously yeah. terrible. Yes. Like, you don't own bear. I, you know, I kind of hate the fact that they, <laughs> I hate the fact that they but, own own the rainbow. By the way, that's not. That's um, but they don't really own it, but yeah, all right. Right. Um, <laughs> Roy G. Bibb owns the fucking ass. You can't copyright the rainbow. Like which is funny because stuff. you know the the the, the spiritual um, connotations with rainbows, but um, the thing I was going to say is um, I think he means bear by what they define bear as. I yes. don't know if y'all know what that is. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's. All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McCoy's like oh, we got it. We don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> We're not gonna post the internet. Got it. We'll post that in the group for you guys. That the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs We're not logo. gonna put a poll up. A picture, of, <laughs> picture of Cam Newton's dreads. All of that. Yeah, for the yeah. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> New logo for the Bears would be Chaps. Speaking of something or other, pop up music. Wait, before, before we go. Speaking uh, of transition, <laughs> means. Speaking of trans, trans something, listen. Um, I did want to say this too. I just found out this morning for sports before we transitioned that um, so the NBA is actually going to paint on the three courts that they're using in um, Disney. They're actually going to paint Black Lives Matter over all the courts on the on the sides of all the courts nice. um and it started because they openly allowed and said that players that do come back to play can absolutely wear things on them that um that kind of represent or show that they are in solidarity with the movement if you want to wear anything that is you know like black lives matter or whatever on your jersey they are totally allowed to any armbands you know wristband things of that nature um and to show solidarity they kind of said you know what because it, it looked like it was all the responsibility was falling back on the players and not the organization or people as a whole. And so the organization went ahead and said they're yeah. going to do that, you know, in solidarity with the players. They better have allowed that stuff. I well, mean, I feel like it's ridiculous that they have to come out and say that, yes, we're going to allow you to do this. Like, sure. we give you permission to support well, same time, Black how, Lives. How dumb and petty it was that, like, um, Jordan's first shoe, like, he got sued because or find, I mean, because um, his shoes matched his team colors on his jersey thing. So it's like they really have to watch, like, everything they do kind of thing. Obviously, like, even, like, the Allen Everson, like, how he dresses thing, and they had to change, not had to, but they changed that, you know. But it's, like, but it's, it's kind of like walking on eggshells. But, because right. uh, Russell Westbrook and Cam dress the weirdest out of anybody <laughs> yes. in, in the world. Right. Um, <laughs> so if you go to, like, regulate... 
you know, say regulate uh, uniforms for them to be across the board. Either somebody's going to feel this uh, uh, discriminated against, or you're going to look like you're discriminating against somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, because you have those things in place, uh, and if you don't have just a general sense of this is what the uniform is, this is what we need you to do to represent the league. Um, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Because yeah. then people can dress any kind of way, and it may not be uh, appropriate for where they're going. Um, may not be appropriate for the people that they're going to be seeing on the way. You know, it's it's a lot um, that you have to consider as a corporation in order to maintain a certain brand level and a brand image. And I get that. Um, did they <laughs> discriminate against black players in, in the in the past? Yeah, I get it. Um, but painting Black Lives Matter on everything and, and on every street and everything is not what the black community is asking for. What we ask for is y'all to stop killing us. But right. y'all keep changing, changing street signs songs and, yep. and changing yep. labels oh, and stuff like that God. while people and police are still killing people. That's, Thank you for mentioning that because I didn't want to be, mention it again. This shit is it's enlightening. It makes me happy, and at the same time, it pisses me the fuck off. Like, yeah. so like uh, I, there was there what was, do you want? We, it's just Black Lives Matter in the court. That that right. you know, was, I, was gonna, like, I was gonna say that earlier. Them. I was gonna say that earlier that there's a quote. I was actually gonna bring this up when we were talking about the name changes and shit. It's a quote that from Malcolm X, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically, he says that um, white. He said that white people won't won't they will give you symbolic victories and 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 but won't give you again it's, it's a little bit longer than this but they will give you symbolic victories That's what she said. And, i love my pie they will <laughs> give you they will give you symbolic victories but they will not give you economic freedom and real justice um, and it's like one of my favorite like quotes that kind of revolve around that too or not quote but like you know, monologue or whatever is uh, Mark, uh, uh, Muhammad Ali, and he was going like, you know, I said to my mom as a kid, like, why is all like everything black bad and everything white good? Like, yeah. there's a black cat that's bad luck. Um, um, devil's cake or whatever devil's is uh, cake, black. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Chocolate. And... Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's. I f- that's why I don't. But a white lie is not bad. Like it's right, it's like a little, yeah, yeah, something easy, yeah, like... Crazy how he goes on, like, wow, that's crazy. That's why the whole term, I mean, I live in America, I grew up, we all live in America, we all grew up, you know, white and black, like... Don't catch a slip in it. But, it but, but, but those, you know, that's more of, when, you, when you're talking, I mean, that's more of an American way of thinking or using term to say black. I mean, I know in other countries they say, like, you know, Negro or whatever, because, you know, it's also the color black. But I think, like, it's more of an American outlook to, um, more embedded in American, like, diction to associate those traits or the things you think of when you think of darkness and evil or whatever to, to the term black. And then now, you know, when we're calling us white people, black people, there's obviously some, like, layover or something like like spillage in terms of what your psyche thinks about those words when you say he's a black man as opposed to a white man you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah uh it's really it's really weird just being as a like a guy who like track like likes words i've always found that weird i've had the same thoughts that he had when i was a kid i just i didn't ask the question but i was just like that's odd to me like you know one of those things so i don't know man 
What you do know about is music. <laughs> oh, I thought this was a good transition into wrestle segment. <laughs> I thought that's where right. we were at. <laughs> right. So <clears throat> today, for you uh, fine feathered human beings, um, we have Chloe and Holly. <clears throat> so a little quick, quick background. Not too much. They are um, a duo. They're sisters. Um, and they are signed to Parkwood Entertainment, which is actually an entertainment uh, company um, that owned by Beyonce. Um, it's a, it's more than just it's more than just a music label. It's um, a label. Or is it an athlete? Um, <laughs> it's a music label. It is a um, visual entertainment company. So they do like music videos and all types of things and produce movies, things of that nature. Um, the first movie that they produced was Cadillac Records in 08, uh, which I believe Beyonce was in. She played Etta James, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, so yeah, this is, this is her company, and they are one of a few signees um, to the label right now, which is uh, pretty, I think it's only like three or four signees, and they're one of the groups. Um, they are kind of been, been taking off over the last few, like the last four or five years heavily i think they started online like doing like youtube covers and things like that and um she stumbled upon them so as of just as a recent they've been on grownish if which is a spinoff of blackish if you guys ever seen either of those shows i don't know but i'd watch both uh grownish they're, actress, they're, act, they're actually yep. actresses or they were like guest stars no no they, you know no they are a part of the the cast like they're they've been on all oh. the yeah they're 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 two of the main characters of the, like the, it's the like group. that one chick that was on the one Disney show, and then her her sister did the Ali and AJ. Uh, Dope. Drake. Random. No. Random. Random. But breakups. <clears throat> breakup song is one of my favorite. Uh, Dude, I love that. Song. It took too long. It took too long. It took too long for you to call back. Yeah, that's, that's one of my, my favorite. Shit. One of my favorite joints. I, I used to like. I used to drive when I forgot my first car. I used to drive around and listen. Master to Trucks. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so, anywho, they they are also actresses. They star on Grownish. Um, and they, Holly, the younger sister, was just cast as the live-action Ariel um, mm-hmm. in the live-action version of The Little Mermaid that Disney is producing. And she's black, so that was a big, like, oh, okay, cool. Like, one of those. But I like how we talked about that, like, she should be because Caribbean and stuff. Like, it's right. a good point. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes, so they have dropped a new project a couple weeks ago, probably, probably like two weeks ago called ungodly hour um and i am a fan of this album so here's the thing about this album is the reason what made me want to listen to it first i I got a a hint of the single um do it which is big sean it's it speaks to it speaks to kind of like what their their like their artistry in the sense of how they do music videos and things of that nature it's always kind of really visual artsy which is kind of like how Beyonce herself does it. I, and they I don't like to compare them to Beyonce too much is because she runs the record label she has them signed but you do get a lot of that like spillage a lot of that vibe from them that she <laughs> might be influencing them in a, in a very positive manner like in their, in their growth and shit but um she, I think it's energy or energy. I think it's interesting that you um, 
get Beyonce vibes from them. Because before you even said they were signed to Beyonce, because, of course, I'm not looking any of this shit up before our discussions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> listening to them sing and listening to um, their cadences and stuff like that, I got I got more salons than anything. That was my first thought listening more- to them. Like, yo, these, they kind of sound like if Solange decided to do a sexy album. Right. Like, not a woke album, but if Solange decided to do a sexy female, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to fuck men and blah, 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 this would be that <laughs> album. That, and you know, you know, another thing that's weird about that to me is it's so hard for me to sec. <clears throat> I wasn't going to bring this up because it's not relevant to the music that I'm about to get into, but I do, now that you said this, it's so hard for me to, a lot of these records on this album are sexy. And it's so, they're such good songs, and their voices are so, work so well with these records and this production and how they harmonize and shit. But it's so hard to take some of it seriously because I can't, me, me personally, I can't sexualize them, either of them. They seem very young, and they're like 19, 20, 21, they're like in that range. They're not yeah. children, but I don't, I don't know if it's they just play, like. They play children. <laughs> they play college students who are juniors in college, which I like children. Be like, oh, this hell, G. Stop! Can we just not? Can we just not do all of that? <laughs> Speak for your goddamn self. You're supposed. We are not. You're old. supposed to take your age, divide it by two, and add seven years, and it shouldn't be lower than that. Take my age, divide it by two. Yeah. Oh, if they're younger yeah, than well, that. Then well, it's a no. Like, like what? Twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, you're halfway to sixty two. Right? Okay. Anywho. <laughs> So, still too young for you, McCoy. You're old. Okay. Very. But anywho, oh. because because of my my old age, sexualizing these girls or these women, but like younger women, God, it's so right. weird. It's 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 hard to it's hard to catch. And that's what it is. It's hard. To, it's hard to like take it. Not take it seriously. It's just like it's hard, it's hard hearing some of the shit that they say. There's a, a record on here. Resonate with it. Right. It's right. like it's a record on here where she's talking about like. Fucking somebody, they're talking about fucking somebody else's man, which we're gonna get into. It's called uh, Wonder What She Thinks of Me. And what she's yeah. describing is like her. She think you're old. Like, God damn it, Cody. <laughs> they're describing like she wonder what's what his girlfriend thinks of her when she smells like her perfume under his cologne. And like, it just, it's just like. Yeah, when she leaves marks on his neck. Right, like, you two, what is you doing? What is you doing, babe? You don't even do that type of shit. You shouldn't be, you. Definitely not too young. That's you 1920. Should... They're in college. Like, that's the age that all of them are doing that. And, I mean, pretty sure that there are 16 and 17-year-olds doing that. Man, it, it's. There is it... a college course ahead, and there was a 12-year-old in there. Don't even. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? I'm not kidding. I don't know what kind of freakishly smart, like, why you had to jump seven years into the future for college. Like, what? He had to take his age and add seven, divided by two, and add seven. That's where he really was supposed to be or some shit? Wait, what? I don't know. Anywho. I'm just that meme of that girl looking at math equations. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but so to get into the music, I, I, I stumbled upon Do It. Um, they had, like, these little, like, promotional tweets and shit going on or whatever. And I stumbled upon Do It, and I was just more, I love the song, but I was more c- captivated by the colors and what was going on in the video, um, that I was like, you know, this is kind of, I'm kind of interested to see where they might go with this, you know, because I, I don't know, I just, I like the, the visual, um, and so, I picked up the, 
download the album and I'm gonna start with my favorite pro pieces of production so forgive me um, is one track that I really like forgive me is like a deep groove with a simple but infectious like drum pattern like it's not it's it sounds oh that's the second track on the album yes yes second track on the album is uh and it has like it just i don't know something about the something about that beat is really banging like it's really i don't know really dark but like but like light enough for them to sing on so it's like but even the, even a the song topic though and forgive me is about them being cheated on and then like like being like well fuck you you know whatever and i'm gonna just go out and do me so forgive me because i'm not teary is what the the lyric is because she's gonna do what the fuck she wanna do. Um, I, I really like how they wrote that on top of this type of beat because it's like I said the super infections the drum patterns the deep groove it sounds dark and it has like some string stabs that I really love the layering of that track especially as a breakdown on the second bridge where you just hear all you hear is the, the percussion and I'm like this is perfect this is like doing a lot for me right here. Um, do it the original track that I you know kind of caught wind of it has like a warped sounding like bass line with like a really heavy like hip-hop slash r&b crossover feel um it has a bounce to it um that it's like a really light-hearted bounce that that is i don't feel like we get that a lot in r&b right now and i think it's because that they might be younger that they can write a track like do it where it's like it sounds like it sounds like um it reminds me in, in in tone of I Love College by Asher Roth, but in a in a like a black, you know, young black girl way where she's just like, we're going to get dressed, we're going to do our makeup, we're going to go out tonight, we're going to get dressed and, you know, have fun and whatever. Um, one of the lyrics is like, I'm not out here looking for boo, whatever. It's it's just real lighthearted, like we just going to be doing our thing type of song. And I'm like, this reminds me of some TL, you know, like TLC type of like shit. Like it, it, it put me back into like, how lighthearted our little college was, but in the perspective of, you, you know, young black girls. So I like that. Um, I think. He, listen to the, I like I said, I didn't look at any of this stuff up beforehand. I just listened to the album uh, two, three times in a row, um, and without even knowing their age, I just thought it was a fun album. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For I mean, sure. I guess with a little bit of perspective, knowing that they're younger, I don't know if that changes my perspective. It it for I, I guess for me for me kind of being I don't know if I would call myself a wholehearted like a fan, but I feel like I am because I watch them on TV. I'm now I'm downloading the album, so um, I guess I'm a fan, and that kind of and as it, it it shouldn't factor in, but it does put stuff into perspective for me because. I spent I spent a lot of time listening to it like what they they said this okay I feel it like it it was a lot of that for me but I guess I don't like to d distract from the music I do don't like feel it they're too young <laughs> I do like what that, <laughs> but 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 that youthfulness though brings something to the record each time so I can't say anything bad about that um, my my favorite song production wise and just like written wise is Tipsy. I don't know what it is about this song. Um, I couldn't even describe the beat to you. The beat is just like it's another it's another bounce. Um, oh god, it's like another it's another bounce. It's like another. Dude, uh, Tipsy is cold as hell. That's, that's the best. Dude, track dude, on the that's <laughs> your favorite track too. Dude, Tipsy, Tipsy, and I love the. Okay, so what the what the song is about is them being so like drunk on somebody's love that if he fucks with fucks that up, she's gonna kill him. <laughs> 
they're gonna kill them. Like it's it's again, it's lighthearted, like youthful, like <laughs> I don't know, dog. Like that shit. It was super Carrie Underwood ish. Yeah. Whole, yeah. I wanna bust your windows if you cheat on me. Yeah. Like, but I don't know, but there was a happy Yeah, like a happy <laughs> playful, like, don't fuck this up. But like it was it was psychotically fun. Like I really It was like I really if you fuck, love your little life, like, don't yeah, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that that that's my favorite joint on this album. Um and I could again I couldn't describe the beat. The beat has like this like um I don't even know how to like very loose like it, it reminds me of, like a video game sounding song. Like doo, 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 like when when the beat comes in, like the, the bounce on it is real it's so playful and it matches the tone of what they write. And I think them they as writers are like top notch. I know they, they write like a lot of their own stuff. Um again they started this when they were young doing covers and shit. So like they are very creative and I think I love what they bring to the table as writers because this that that song is just amazing. That song is just really, really good. Um a lot of the other good points on this album, like again, uh Wonder What She Thinks of Me, um and um What's the last song? R O Y L. Yeah. Rest of your life. That's what it stands for. Um that is Another oh, one. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that is a, that is another one of my favorite songs. And again, it's just it's just how they write these songs and what they're talking about. Like, um, you know, basically that basically that song is just talking about you to like get up and you know make moves and you know just make sure you get past it and just keep doing your thing to be great. I like I love the message. The messages in these records is is it's light and it's really uplifting it's even it's even um i feel like mad powerful or like empowering for women um just of, of any of any age we're not even talk about age i'm just talking about like it's good to have a contrast to some of the you know not to be that guy but some of the misogyny that, misogyny that we get in a lot of records this this seemed very um very pro-women without bashing us over the head for being bad men it just seemed like it, you know what I mean. Like a lot of pro, a lot of pro women records, like feel like they are like anti men. Some to to me, to me, not to be that guy, yeah. but yeah, you know. but, yeah, you know. but this felt just like girl, we good. Like you know what I'm saying. It was just it was a real, <laughs> it was a real like uh, champion to what it means to be feminine or just be a girl and or be a woman. And I I, I like that they talked on being cheated on. They have a song on here called Busybody where they talk about knowing that a nigga is trying to cheat with them on his girl and they like not going for it because he cheat she play he playing too much. They they talk about that on Busybody and then they have a record on here with Busy where they, Boy. Busy Boy, yeah, Busy Boy, my bad. And then they have a record on here, um, the you know, Wonder What She Thinks of Me, where it is literally they are the side girl. So they have all these different types of moments in, in, you know, what it might mean to be, you know, a woman, honestly, without, you know, tripping over it or, or, or trying to put it on the dude on every song or whatever. So, um, I enjoyed the emotion in that. Like, yeah. when they were happy, you could tell they were happy. Yes. If they were sad, you could tell they were sad or concerned. Like, overwhelmed. Yep. Listening yep. to overwhelmed, you can feel... yes. yes. The emotion coming through that they're trying to portray. I think the album as a whole 
was really good about guiding you through all the different emotions that I guess a female will go through in various relationships, whether you're getting cheated on or you're helping with cheating or you're just overwhelmed from stuff that's happening in life. I I think it's a really good track. I mean, not track, but um, body of work. And the reason I compare them to um, Solange or I heard Solange is because some of their their cadences or the way that they uh, harmonize in the background while singing really reminded me of what Solange was doing on A Seat at the Table. Oh, yeah. yeah. She had a lot of that just um, background singers harmonizing while she's singing the main part, which is what a majority of R&B songs are. I know, I get that. Right. right. But there was yeah. a certain way that Solange was doing it, a certain way that they're doing it that had a... What's that called? If you would put Music Soul Child in an R&B category, what would it be? I can't think of the name of that. Music Soul Child. Yeah, yeah. It was a neo-soul type vibe for some of the the tracks. For me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I, um... Well, Russell, I actually did this one because we don't do R&B much. And I wanted to kind of hear your take on what you thought of the records. Or, one... Let me point this in the direction I want to hear from you. (laughs) They... They are two sisters who grew like like their whole thing is their harmonies, and I just like how their voices layer on every track. It is so well. They know when to come in on top of each other, how to like you know sing well with each other's voices. What did you think about like how you know they're harmonizing and how the, you know their melodies together, how that works? Um. Okay. Well. Uh, let's see. Um, Coming from the man who said Alicia Keys can't sing or Mary J. Blige? I feel like it can't carry a tune. They can't. can't carry a tune. They can sing, they can't carry a tune. Um, which is two different things. Being able to sing is just being able to um, glide upon a, a melody. Um, but not being able to carry a tune or carry a tone um, means that there's sharpness or flatness to their voice to where it doesn't necessarily sound bad to the average person, but to someone who really professes that they do music, it's off. And it's like, okay, I they can sound, laugh at the song, but... Is that what they mean when uh, they say that you sound pitchy or one would sound pitchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of times they be off-key. Um, <laughs> as far as these two, and um, I'm probably going to judge them a little harshly um, cool. because I've heard them sing live and uh, I've heard their compositions live. Um, so I know oh, wow. what their potential is. So you um, were a fan before you listened to this album, or you you knew of them before this album? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They've and they've appeared on on a bunch of different things. Um, I think a couple of BT award shows and some other things. Um, so I've I've known about them for a, for a while. Um, this album, like for course said, I didn't really resonate with. Um, because their appearance has always been so youthful, and a lot of the the things that they sing about, it's like, okay, you know, this, this is a little weird, a little awkward. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it doesn't detach or um, take away from um, their talent. They're very talented girls, um, women, excuse me, um, in what they do and how they do it. Um, I think song, song-wise, I feel like, honestly, this was a safe album for them. And that's kind of what I heard when I listened to it. The songs are good. Um, 
but it, it just really feels like a, an average R&B album to me. Um, Composition-wise, as far as music, because whenever I listen to something, the music always hits me first because I'm a musician. So chord changes, where it goes, right. what they decide to do with everything, I'm very critical of that, um, especially R&B, because I kind of resonate with that more than, than I do rap for um, different reasons. Um, and so, like, when you compare them to Solange, um, I can see the same vein or comparing them to Beyonce because of their singing um, type. I would actually compare them more to her, um, H-E-R, um, and how they, how they sing and how they um, put their runs together and how their music is, is um, put together. Um, but I kind of expected a little more from them. Um, and that's why when I say average, I don't mean like um, average is in, in the middle, five out of ten type of thing. Yeah. But I, I mean like average is as in a seven. Like they're above the median, but I definitely believe they could produce nine or ten levels of work. Um, album itself was, like I said, it was, it was really good. I feel like it was a safe thing for them. Um, them talking about, you know, just normal issues that people have at, at their age, um, dealing with infidelity and learning how to be in relationships, learning uh, how to be themselves in relationships, you know, just growing in themselves. Um, as far as the musical composition, it, it was kind of basic, <laughs> but I'm coming from like an, an R&B and a, a neo soul type vibe where there's always some chord in there that being like, "Yo, run that back! I gotta hear that again." You know, I gotta figure out where they get, how they got to where they got to. Um, mm. But as an album overall, yeah, I give them mad props. They did a, a real good job. I just like it was a safe album for them. Okay, okay, Cody, what about you, man? Yeah, so I should have listened. Um, I should have listened. I, uh, I. Uh... I listened to the intro, which was definitely like 20 seconds long, um, while you guys started talking about this, and then part of the second song, and then the do it song, which is not Big Sean. Um, but I liked those so far, so I think it's going to listen now. Um, really reminded me of like a Summer Walker or a Doja Cat in the not annoying Doja Cat sense. So I give it um, a well rating. <laughs> And see, from his just, like, description of it, that's what I mean when I say average R&B. Because Summer Walker is not a big name in R&B to me. Doja Cat is not a big name in R&B to me. Doja I think Cat they could be big, but rap. they're very nice um, and smooth and nice, you know. But you, but you know what I mean, McCoy, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I get, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, like, like B level in terms of product so far. Even though, yeah. just, just, just real quick, just real quick, we got this. I don't, I don't remember if we talked about the summer. I think we talked about the summer walker album when it came out last year. But that's my shit. Love yeah, that shit. Still play. Okay, got it. Okay, Ooh, so that's my shit. Um, no, nah, um, so I, but, I definitely but them being at that B does not like I'm saying I'm not discrediting their talent. You know, even Summer Walker, like it's just like from what, from my Right. On, from what my thoughts are Music's when I talk about R&B, you know what I'm saying? I am, and I know <laughs> I am. Just kind of same way you are with rap. Yeah, that's sure. how I am for about sure. like R&B and neo soul. That's just my my uh, grain. So, yeah, I yeah. feel that. I feel that. I feel that. T.S. Overall, what you think about it, man? I've been sharing my opinions throughout this whole thing, man. <laughs> I, I enjoy the album. I would listen to it again as a high playability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to rate it seven out of ten, 
I'd give it a solid six or seven. Okay. Like it, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It no, was just it. A, it was above good, but it wasn't like perfect great. You know? The, yeah. I mean, and that could be because there weren't there weren't any songs that um, I could really really like, vibe with because it's a it's for females. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I get disconnected that way but aside from that i mean i I think it's a dope album Nah, i i agree i I, uh i like more than anything more than the records and everything else i just like their voices together i don't really want to hear them without each other at all Mm. so that being said for me for megaphones um, I'm gonna give the ungodly hour an eight. Um, this wow. now here's the thing. It's really, it really. I was thinking about when we did um, when I did two weeks ago when I did um, um, the Mike Posner album we listened to, mm-hmm. and songwriting vocally, mm-hmm. I liked the. I put these albums in the same kind of category, in, just in terms of craft. Just in terms mm-hmm. of singing ability and, and songwriting, I put these kind of these in the same vein. The only thing, the only reason they're a little bit higher than that one is because I remember that one was a really hard to replay. This one I can come back to. So that's kind of what gave them the, gave them the edge. Um, mm-hmm. But I spent a lot of time listening to this album and I was like, I don't know why I was comparing it to the Mike Posner thing when I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn, they right now remind me of that nigga Mike Posner. Was like, music. like, it just... It f- felt very connected to who they might be as people. Um, like it was coming from somewhere that they, you know, could really relate to. And same with Mike. So this, the reason this edges or is over that, is because of the simple fact that the, it's the replay value. It's not as heavy. And I think that overall is the appeal of this album to me. Is their voices are light and the songwriting is light. It doesn't feel. There are like a couple of heavy songs, but even in like the song where they're the side chick, it's like emotional but not heavy. So that is uh that's what I would give it. I would give it eight megaphones. Hell yeah. And then, Dope. Yeah, man. Oh, while we're on music, I guess. Um, I did enjoy that we took a break from rap to highlight an R and B album. Is it possible that we can do that maybe once a month? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to uh, kind of broaden my my um, you know horizon a little bit and kind of slip some other stuff in there. Do you know some some di- different things? I got some shit planned for y'all, so we gonna we gonna spice it up a little bit. You know, liven it up just a tad. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do too much too much jumping all the time, but I do want to right. usher some other stuff in there because you know I mean our listeners might like other music as well. So it's it's four of us. And just because I'm a hip hop head doesn't mean I only listen to hip hop, you know. Right. For those, for, You're a music mogul. Right. So for those of you, for you uh, <laughs> listeners out there that have never, never seen me or have not noticed, I have the word music tattooed on me, and I have hip hop, <laughs> pop, rock, R and B, techno, mm-hmm. fucking jazz. So it's yeah. Just so you know, um, we're gonna try to bring some other shit in. Um, I won't be reviewing any country, anything. But but but. <laughs> But everything else is on the table. It could it could happen. It could happen. If you guys got a mariachi band, you want me to 
take a listen to. I hey. So one day we might Mary have and the, do the music portion, and then McCoy do the actual story of the week. God. <laughs> just switch it up, right? So you do a country album. Oh God! <laughs> I, I wish that I knew enough. I wish I knew and enough say we about didn't. country to do that. <laughs> He's like, I like that twang in that in his voice. We didn't. That twang was really southern. I like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I like that Cody banjo. That was nice. But now it is time for Russell Prosity. I will be the only nigga singing if I have to. <laughs> 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 All right. So last week we got to talk about um, Black Lives Matter and a different spin. Um, talking about men and women. Um, and last week we talked about mostly women um, just to... Um, refocus and redirect our energy and our our thoughts on that. Not necessarily people in this in this pie because um, for the most part I get a general sense that we're all on the same page as far as that. Um, this is kind of more of a an ex, an expressive um, thought to be shared by those who listen to us and, and those who may listen to us in the future. Um, uh, a footnote I would like to add regarding this is that, you know, um, I always talk about how we need to protect our women, and um, especially black women because of how we know they're treated. Um, being really careful about how we've, in the past, how we discredit their testimonies, um, how we ignore their SOSs, um, how we are oblivious to their plight until it happens close to home. And then that's when we jump on the bandwagon or jump um, into the fire, as it would be, to protect those who have been um, wronged or treated some kind of way. Um, if we are truly to be our brother's keeper and keep our brothers, we cannot continue to dismiss our sisters, our daughters, our mothers, our cousins. Um, you know, I get upset at times when I hear, you know, the whole men and shit refrain or all men are trash and uh, the different balloons and parades they throw for that um, agenda. Um, as there are, you know, you can make the, the, um, the argument that there are also women who are just as terrible um, and do some of these similar things like um, preying upon younger men and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, um kind of um, preparing them for when they grow up type of thing. Um, Jada Pinkin, uh, August, I was looking at But um, as a society, we kind of look over that. What's going on in the background, G? Someone's doing dishes. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're doing sorry. the cast pod. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I know, there's background. We're going to go on from that, though. Oh, okay, all right. Well, um, <laughs> But, you know, those aspects are usually looked over because of how um, tyrannically chauvinistic this world is and how it's man-driven. And if, if older women or women are taking um, interest in you at a younger age, that's seen as a symbol of, uh, or status symbol and, and not something that should be treated as just as criminally if the opposite were happening. Um, and so 
along those same lines, um, I was thinking about, you know, what about us men? You know, I make, um, I, t- I talked about this in the last uh, last week that, you know, I made a joke a year or so ago about the women in my life informed me of what they had me listed in their phone ads. And um, the joke <laughs> included me being listed as like food or a movie buddy or unnamed or unsaved because, you know, some people just don't save people in their phone. Um, and to which I would then act accordingly um, because if that's how you're going to view me or if that's how you're going to treat me, then I'm going to make sure I keep you in that same realm so you don't escape from that connection slash attachment to trying to push on. Right, for sure. So that quote, I forget if it was Eckhart Tolle or someone else, who it was uh, that I mentioned earlier, um, (laughs) I am who you think I, who I think you think I am. You're not going to battle that as in like, oh, you think that I'm just here to like catch lunch or something like that. I want to prove to you that I'm more than that. Let's like go out and talk. Let's see a movie. Let's walk in the park. You just want to accommodate and say like, you want me for a lunch date. That's what we're going to do. Not necessarily. um, Okay. Because I can still choose whether or not to exist in that, um, in that frame or not. Um, It's just knowing that what you see me as um, lets me know how you will try to treat me. Um, so like if you, if we're just going to be movie buddies then that's cool, I don't mind being your movie buddy. We go see movies together, hang out, talk about the movie, you know, that's it. Um, if I'm just listed as the food person and if, if it's just a genuine interest in going out to eat with somebody and just having a genuine conversation, then, you know, I would engage in that. But if that's all you see me as is just, oh yeah, that's my food guy when I need food, right. then more than likely I'm not going to associate with you. Um, then they're going to pay. <laughs> or, or if I'm interested in you in a romantic, in, a, in an intimate way, and you just see me as a friend, then I'm going to hold you to that word because we're just friends. We're just going to be friends. And, and I could be very good at keeping you in that vein. So once you say, because I'm very um, distinct on I say what I mean and I mean what I say. So if I say it, I really mean it. And I, I want you to, to really get to that. Like, if I tell somebody that, yo, man, um, I think you're dope, I really mean that. I don't just say that. I don't just give people compliments. I don't just um, butter people up. I, I really mean what I'm saying, and I want you to really take it as a genuine thing because I've worked hard to try to be as genuine as I can. So um, genuinely, I am annoying. Got it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're funny, though. Um, <laughs> funny looking. <laughs> Annoying in a funny but, way. <laughs> that too. <laughs> right. And so the thing about it is, like, um, previous, uh, or well, well, I said all that just so, so that everybody can be on the same page, so that everything is on the open, we know exactly what the connection or lack of connection is, and if we want to improve on that, we can. If not, and that's just how you feel, then I can, I can, can do nothing but respect that but it doesn't necessarily mean I have to participate in that, like I just said. And right. so previous interests and friends would often tell me that I was kind of rude to treat people how they describe our relationship or lack thereof. And I would always reply with, with this sort of analogy, like, okay, you know, let's say you go to a burger joint and you requested a burger and they gave you a salad. Like, how happy would you be with that, that salad? Because that's not what you wanted. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah. It, it means that you probably won't go back to that establishment because they don't give you what you're looking for. Um, but 
that's just the, the, the thing. Like, if I know exactly how you see me, um, and you can be honest with me about how you see me, there's usually room there to build a type of relationship, even if it's just a friendship, if everybody's on the same page and honest about how they feel. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. I think well, I think being genuine, though, that is what creates, even, even if you start, you know, at the level where it is, you know, we're just friends, whatever the fuck, I think that people grow well and even friendships or whatever by being genuine or being honest with the other people about how they connect with them um because that honesty allows you to potentially grow and you could i feel like you could grow into something else after potentially being a friend um it's i think in any in any form of connection with another human being being genuine is uh what allows the other person who allows you each other or to see each other as human you know what i'm saying like if you a lot of times people put up front and that's how you get to rocky places and friendships and relationships and shit because you biting your tongue or you're not being not saying what you want which how you really feel and all that shit um right and right. so being genuine is what's gonna, you know, in, in any type, in any form of connection is what's gonna create the best balance or the best type of relationship. Whatever the relationship is supposed to be, it's always right. gonna be better from, you know, being genuine. So I agree with that, man. It's like, McCoy, remember, I think it was last year when after the pod you stuck around and we were, like, grilling and yeah. stuff like that, but you and I just talked and we were like, uh, dude, we, it's not like we, we're not genuine with each other, but there's certain things that we may or may not say to each other all the time yeah. is to just like not step on each other's toes right. and then when we were just like full on 100% like yeah. I really want to talk to you about this and my I think about this is like yeah man putting it all out there and that we felt like you know like a lot of relief and like a lot of exactly like, our exactly. connection our connection at that moment, be, moment became close yeah became close yeah. like I knew you were a friend for real because of the way you you know what I'm saying like yeah I often side note sorry I don't mean to interrupt Russell's moment no go ahead go ahead side note Side note, I often think about that time be, or think about that because that helped. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what that moment um, helped me to be more honest. I'm mm-hmm. Cody, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it helped me grow. So I thank you for your, you being genuine with me allowed me to be genuine all around. You think what I'm saying? So that was a great moment for us. That was a great moment. And of uh, that honesty that you need to keep with people who you call your close friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, man, I think about that. I think about that day often. I had a lot of fun with you that day, man. So it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Real heart to heart. Yeah. yeah, I think. And I don't want to like derail. I don't. I, I think this kind of relates to us, but I, I was don't just, stop I was, apologizing. Let's just start talking. <laughs> all right, sure. Sorry about that. I mean, no. Uh, um, I, I was thinking about um, this recently where it's like, and it kind of goes along with that quote too, but it's like, if you had the option to always know what someone thinks about you when you leave the room, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. or just like never know and just kind of truly genuinely be yourself freely without having to worry like that. And like the, I know we're kind of living a, I want to say a balance in between, but we're, we kind of be ourselves, but we sometimes without trying wonder, well, I don't wonder what this person thinks of me, kind of thing. But right, it's interesting if, if you it, had that option, but if, right. to know what people. If it, if it kills 
your genuine uh, your your uh, your genuineness, then yeah, I think that's that's more of a hindrance than a help. But um, I also like to quote that um, what other people think of you is none of your business, um, <laughs> because it's quoted by the bus. No, no, uh, I forget who said it. Um, I can't remember. Uh, is it Thaddeus Snapchatius? <laughs> it, it was not him. Um, I had I had read it somewhere. Um, it was kind of like this this thing talking about um, like self esteem and self confidence and um, how people don't have it and, and things of that nature. Um, and it was saying, you know, one thing you have to to realize is that um, what other people think about you is none of your business. Um, it 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 filters you through what they think, and it doesn't allow you to be your genuine self. Um, and I think that's where confidence is kind of stemmed in. It's it's knowing that you are you, and it doesn't matter what people think about you because you'll always be you, or you're striving to be the best you that sh- that you can be. Um, it's it's been something that McCoy has said on many occasions, like you know, uh, I don't really fuck what people think about me, and you know what I'm saying. I just I'm just gonna do what I what I'm what I'm gonna do. And usually because people pigeonhole me into this this box or try to put me into this this frame that I'm going to go against it because you can't tell me who I am type of thing. Right. Um, yep. And I think that's a great way to be. Uh, of course, there's times when you got to adhere to social etiquette and, and other things right. because um, it's just respectful. Right. Um, but being you doesn't necessarily mean that you're being disrespectful to someone else. Right. And I think that's what um, a lot of people uh, struggle with. Um, I know I struggled with it in the past, just being me and being and speaking up for me is not being disrespectful. I just can't allow other people to disrespect me because then that's not me being me. I think the big thing like I'm torn with is it's like I can be truly genuine. I can know someone might be like, oh, Cody's cool, but maybe, like, this attribute, I know, kind of bugs me a little bit or can be annoying or, you know, this, that, the third, where it's like, I want to truly be myself. I'm not going to change, but I want to better myself or accommodate kind of thing. So it's like healthy balance. If I'm, I mean, if I was, if I didn't have other people's, I don't know, thoughts, help, influence, I would not have been who I am today. And I have changed and for the better so well it does take a village to raise a, to raise a child so i guess <laughs> in a sense in a sense knowing being you is important that is that is that is key knowing when you're being like you said cody uh, some people having i think it takes other people being honest with us about things that might affect them emotionally mm-hmm. to and it for me for me if i'm gonna do any change it has to affect somebody emotionally like, it can't just be like like oh it annoys me when he well so the fuck then don't be around me like i'm not <laughs> don't like dead ass if just because this annoys you and if i'm doing something that it hurts your feelings though or it makes you f- feel bad or disgust or if i'm if i'm doing something that is emotionally affecting you I, you need to bring that to me so I can be like, okay, this is, I don't want people to be emotionally um, hurt or disturbed by what I'm doing. That means that I am doing something bad. 
doing shit. Like, oh, I hate when that nigga chewed his or fucking put his shoes and like suck my dick. Honestly, <laughs> so, so, I, so that. But it is people being honest with you about things that emotionally affect them, especially when you're like in a relationship or some shit. Like, people come to you on an emotional level. Like, this really makes me feel bad. Like, I think um, taking that shit to heart in friendship and in relationships is important to have that perspective for growth. That is what you need for growth. Like, Cody, you mentioned, you just mentioned, um, I wonder if this trade is annoying. It's, tell them to suck your dick. That, <laughs> well, no, I mean, like, it's like, I don't care what people think about me unless they are very important in my lives. Like, my best friends and my close family, which yeah, I only have right. two, you know? Right. So it's like, right. for example, and I know she's probably gonna listen, like, I'll say my mom, for example, yeah. she'll probably roll my eyes if I say that's what she said more than zero times a day, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna say that's what she said because it's funny to me, but if I'm, like, around her or no, she's, you know, hearing me, like, I don't, I want to limit that just for the, like, I can say it in my head and be like, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I don't want, like, I kind of grew up as a child not wanting to disappoint my mom, so... Yeah a lot of things that it's like I hired on myself for that or you know but it's like it's like I may not get in trouble but it's like my mom thinks less of me or which maybe she'll she'll probably argue that like I would never but you know it's like that impression that you want to make so it's like right. I want to make sure she doesn't roll her eyes or feel disappointed or something like that you know I wish now, she didn't do that now see and RIP to my moms um if my mom came to me and said when you say that's what she says it makes me think it hurts me because I feel like you are objectifying women. Then I, then I, then I, then I would reevaluate. Maybe not saying it around my mom, but if my mom's just like, "Boy, huh, huh," I'll be like, "I might say it more because, goddamn, you gonna get used to me saying this shit." So it, that's <laughs> just, damn. So just because the person can't vocalize why it upsets them. Yep. You're just going to continue running it in in their face. If you got well, he said it, if it's just a just a surface annoyance, then you know yeah, you know that's cause, get over it, right? Yeah, but how would I guess how would anybody know unless that person vocalized it? Exactly. You well, got to keep t- just doing. Huh, 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 right. Then I'm not going to know what you what you you know. I'm right. not going to know why it annoys you or anything. Exactly. Think here's a robot testing, man. Think about how many think about how many times. And <laughs> funny, it's funny because the segment started off. Um, about women, think about how many times your woman might have slammed something or uh, kind of brushed something off instead of breaking it down like, babe, this is what is going on. Um, and how many times you were like, why didn't you just fucking say that? Like, think about that though, honestly. <laughs> because if she tells you what's really going on, you're gonna be like, oh, well, shit, let me fucking get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? But if yeah. you just, if you, you just, you could also be proactive and ask what's what's going on. Fair, that is fair. You could also be proactive and be like, oh well, every time I do Ooh. this, you make that noise. What's that um, why? Is there a why? reason why you do that? And because it's like if there's a good reason, then I'll leave it alone. Or if it's not yeah. a good reason, I'm just going to keep moving forward. So, but why I feel like you... if it was a good enough reason, they would say it. Because if it's really no. something that annoys them. If it's really something that that annoys them, they would say it. 
I feel like it's like you shouldn't have to say, you know, this. confront or be like, why do you do this when I do this? or something like that. But it's like if they're, it takes two to tango. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's like if I get what Russell's saying, like if it really annoys them, you'd think they would. But at the same time, a lot of us, you know, kind of like what McCoy and I were talking about. It's not like we're not, you know, 100% honest, but like sometimes we'll hold stuff in or not step on toes, or, like yeah. blow right. stuff off or bottle things up until it releases minute. and then it's not good you know or yeah. I, what if they just don't say anything because it's super small it's just annoying that's that. so they're like all right well i could bring this up but it's small enough that i could right. ignore it but it's annoying that's so that's the, th- that's the thing though i'm not gonna say nothing like there's that's a lot of times thing. i feel like don't... i don't say anything because i feel like oh if i complain i'm being it's so small or i'm being like petty or complaining about the smallest things when it's really that's not a huge deal but yeah but since it is a small thing if you brought it up it could be easily changed so it's exactly like yeah what we're saying well at least what i was saying in that or cody too yeah. it, it takes two to tango <laughs> it takes two to tango um if you see somebody's having an adverse reaction to an action that you continually perform it's your duty if you care about that person in any <laughs> sense of the form Duty. to be proactive and say yo are why do you act like this when i do this i can see that can why see would that. you say that unless it annoys you ah. uh, because it it would annoy me if i'm doing <laughs> something and somebody keeps making an annoying reaction <laughs> like, so then you would then tell them that it's annoying right it's my personality to be forthcoming like that. It's not everybody's personality oh, to be I assertive. See, right. I see what, so I see for what you what to wrong. say that he needs to do that because it may not be his personality is really contradicting what you just said. I get what you say. I get what you're saying because, like, if, I see what you're saying, Russ. <laughs> no one's no, and I, I raise you. Looking at but no one nobody is 100 percent honest like that. Like but, people but hold nobody stuff is in. actually wrong in this. I'm just right. TS scenarios. And, yeah, he, he doesn't like to do that. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> and I appreciate you that. You know, he got How's to it. How's it feel to get guy? you are. <laughs> I can take that. I understand this language. But, <laughs> but, I, agree, but I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, if it's something that if someone you care about has a repeated response to something you're doing, more than likely, be, well, us, we would probably be like, yo, what's going on? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, such and such, this, this, and this. I just want to make sure we good because I know I can be this way. And that comes from, you know, establishing that relationship, that thing that I was talking about earlier. Um, the thing is, um, there's two sides to that. So that whole, you know, let me know what I'm in, what I'm, what I'm in your phone as is yeah. not only to um, just establish the paradigm for the relationship that we have or don't have, but it's also to determine the motives underneath that relationship we're supposed to be having. Because if you just think you can just get a free meal out of me, and that's why you have me under your uh, thing as uh, uh, food, or you get a free movie out of me, and not just wanting to spend time with me, then there's a disconnect there. There's not a relationship that, as I thought. So come, come clean to me about what you think this is so that I can act accordingly. That's what the main thing is about. It's not about um, outing people for um, the way they treat me or anything like that. It's just, all right, come clean about how you feel. This is how I feel. They don't seem to match. So would you like to continue this friendship? Or is this just something that was just doomed to fail in the first place? Because uh, a lot of people will use you for what they can because they can and because you allow them to. 
Yeah. Um, we allow what we accept, and that often determines the standard with which people treat us. So first, we have to be respectable in our own mindset um, as men and as those that we're striving to uh, be men for, right. yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So yeah. what, what T.S., I'm, I'm going to let you go, jump back into this real quick, but what T.S. just said, this is actually an example of somebody being honest about um, how we how we do things with each other or, or me and T.S., mm-hmm. you know, obviously him just saying the, 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 uh, using that as an example, like, shouldn't you be proactive? That, that might be, a, that made me think in that moment because I'm thinking about how I would interact with T.S. and I would want to make sure as my, you know, best friend that he, um, not that I care about, like, if <laughs> coughing annoys T.S., but if I'm doing something <laughs> like, you know, that is disturbing him or, and he's being like, and I'm, and I'm noticing that it's disturbing to him. Maybe mm-hmm. I should step in and use that as a moment to be like, yo, are we good here? Is there something going on? Cause he might not right. even be mad about the cough. He just might be mad. Like nigga, I told you to stop smoking cigarettes and now your ass got a cough and it's just, I'm worried about your health. Like that might be something. So that is actually a good example on live TV head ass of him, um, <laughs> uh, saying something and I, like it's making me think like okay that might be a trait a stubborn trait of mine maybe i'll examine this a little bit in the future and try to be proactive in sensing that stuff out right so good job yes yeah <laughs> while russ over here trying to got me <laughs> <laughs> hey it's the year the got all right on what though <laughs> it's the year the got right <laughs> and so we talked about the whole being on your purpose thing and, and striving for that purpose and, and figure out what that purpose is. Um, but also, we're, we're, we're as men, we're not meant to be just steel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, being able to be vulnerable, being able to feel, being able to emote in a healthy manner. Um, I know that's something that a lot of people I know, um, a lot of the men in my life that I know, don't necessarily do. Um, they keep their feelings bottled up and, and keep them there until they're ready to burst. Um, and whatever that explosion is for them, whether it's a breakdown and crying, whether it's um, acting out aggressively, um, there's many different things that surface because we don't feel we necessarily have that um, that space to be vulnerable and to feel and to emote um, without it... Um, destroying the image of our manhood or our masculinity. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, <laughs> we're often seen as, as needing um, uh, a meeting group or some type of function in order to do these things. And when we should be able to go to our brothers and be like, yo, man, I'm feeling this kind of way. And then not look at us like, yo, you being real weak, real soft right now. Uh, and that's not something that's necessarily readily um, accepted in practice. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. For sure. And then along that line, there's still the subliminal message that a man is only worth as much as he can provide, which I think is just total crap, honestly. Um, there is some merit to, um, being more than what you can do. Um, seeing a person as who they are, um, should be greater than seeing what they can do. And it's fair, I mean, it's unfair that 
that is the basis for a lot of the relationships we form. Um, what can they do for me? Or, you know, yeah. what am I per- able to provide for them? Uh, whether uh, intimate, romantic, or just um, a sort of fraternal, uh, where it's just brother to brother, sister to sister, brother to sister, to where it's not, not something that necessarily has to be something based on sex, something based on um, that type of intimate romantic love, but it can be on that familial type of love to where it's like, you know, that's my sister, yo, that's my, she's like my, my little sister, or she's like my older sister, like my little brother, my older brother, to where we can go to them in that capacity and still have that same type of love and see them for who they are. There's a fine line between the whole red pill mentality and the blue pill lifestyle to where the red pill is like, you know, you don't need women, you know, don't depend on women, da 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 And the blue lifestyle is more um, simp in nature. Uh, <laughs> You're my Morpheus. <laughs> to where um, there has to be some type of balance in between that because there needs to be some sort of independence, of course, on both sides, men and women. There needs to be some level of independence. Um, but as I've often said, this is a um, two-player single game or a single-player multiplayer um, type of game this life is, to where um, at some point you probably are going to need someone. Um, it is, uh, <laughs> what's the quote from uh, Zelda? Uh, it's dangerous to go along. Take this. Uh, <laughs> Take this, yeah. <laughs> so there um. are people who can act as our shield, who can act as our sword, who can act as our life potion, who can act as our mana potion. Um, but that's not the only capacity we should see them in. Um, companion doesn't necessarily have to be an intimate thing as far as um, physically intimate. Um, but it should at least be emotionally and mentally and socially uh, intimate to where you share uh, a common vibe and you can ascertain when their vibe isn't their usual. Yeah. Um, we reach out to each other all the time, man. Like, hey, man, just wanted to you know, check what you see, how you doing? Um, because there may be a disturbance in the force or something in our spirit or something in our mind is like, yo, let me check on dude because um, I haven't heard from him in a while and the last time I spoke, his, his energy wasn't all the same. And I love that we do that. Um, I think that's um, such an important thing for people to have, both men and women, to have a, a circle of people they can speak to and who speak through them to build them back up when they're feeling down. Um, it, it's very important to be able to pour into people and to also be poured into yourself. You know, I saw a quote, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, it said, I hope my friends heal from the things they don't talk to me about. And then mm-hmm. I thought about, I was like, oh, that's nice. And I'm like, or the things that I maybe have not listened to four months later down the road. <laughs> yeah. no, I was I was gone for a second because um, I had a parent real quick, but I'm back. And uh, I was just going to like relating to what we were saying before. And now it's like, I feel like if people have a problem, they should talk about it. Like, well, I don't like when you do this or do that kind of thing, but it's like not everyone's going to do that. Um, right. But it's like you can't change other people. Like there's seven billion people in the world to have mm-hmm. everyone say like what's on their mind or you know to make everything better. But you can change your I don't know life or way of living to 
to actually be proactive in that sense and take the initiative. Right. How about, how about where you can, if it's your personality to step out and check up on people, I think we should all be, check on each other in yeah. some form, way, shape, or capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not everybody's personality, as uh, Russell liked to highlight, yeah. <laughs> to be mm-hmm. that assertive <laughs> and uh, to step out and say, yo, is everything good and everything like that. And it's not up to us to judge those that it's not in their personality to do that. It's also not mm-hmm. up to us that are assertive to take advantage of those kinds of personalities that aren't willing to speak up on their own. So, right. And I'm sure we've all been there where it's like we something bugs us, but we don't say it, or at least right away right. or something like that. So it's, See, I mean... It's, it's, it's weird, because, like, if something... If something annoys me... If something, I'm like, ugh. If, you know, if something happens, it's like that, I'm like, I'm not gonna... I work with them myself. You're, you're like, megaphone mani, though. Like, I, of course but, you're gonna speak your mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> if something, if something is like, ugh, like, I'm talking about if I'm like in a, in a relationship or like a friendship. Okay. Like, um, I'm not like I make sure that I'm like before I bring something to somebody. Like, is it hurting? Like, I have conversations with myself. I'm like, bro, if like how big or important is it? Right. Like her putting this shoe here. Does that affect you? Like, bro, right. just chill out and let her. Bree, she just won the lit like but dumb you know shit, sometimes like dumb. <laughs> sometimes too it's like you you need to get things off your chest so in an instance like that it's i would i'd still be like or still have been like um hey i wanted to tell you that like i don't like when you do this however i know that it's not a big thing at all it's something that i need to work on or not care about as much or something you know yeah maybe. but i need to get that off my chest or write it down or something you know yeah not for that you can't so, bottle stuff in. Final words, Russ? Um, so, <laughs> um, working on being a fairly balanced human being, and I say fairly as I believe will always be fundamentally flawed, or um, I guess a better word would be unique. Um, we all have our different personality traits and quirks and things. Um, but working on, a, on being a fairly balanced human being should be our ongoing purpose in regards to the ambitions and goals we're trying to achieve. But indeed, the narrative as a whole has to change, especially in this time of uncertainty and civil unrest. There has to be a shift. There has to be a united front. Um, there has to be a shift. Um, even though um, T.S. jokes that I'm already doing enough, I still will continue to research and meditate and ponder and put into practice those things that I try to better myself with while gauging their effects on those around me because um, the things that I'm aware of are usually outward. Um, a lot of things about yourself you don't recognize until somebody points them out to you. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so being um, being humble, I think, is one of the, the best things you could do because um, you know that you're continually be learning, you'll continue to be growing, you'll continually, uh, continue to be maturing. And being in that mindset, I think, affects your territory, your domain, your dominion um, a lot more than just hoarding all this information to yourself. That's why they call, you know, it's all a practice because you're continuing to practice your whole life with these things. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like a goal that then... Practice doesn't make perfect. I just makes proficient. Right, for sure. 
like that quote. Practice makes champions. No, wait. Wrong one. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's Wheaties. That's Wheaties. Wheaties. <laughs> well, again, uh, no fucked up story of the week this week. Um, the world's just fucked up. The world is just <laughs> fucked up. But on a brighter note, I think what I will try to do from here on out, if I can't find a fucked up story of the week, I'm going to see if I can find an awesome story of the week, like something that's genuinely cool that people are doing or hey, have done. What is happening to you, man? What? 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 What, uh, what is happening to you? Me. What the world got you fucked up? Because now you want to give us happy stories? Yeah, if I, <laughs> I got to check on my strong frame more, man. <laughs> I feel like if I can't find a fucked up story, I should at least find a happy story or something like that. A whole new world. You know, new you know what's funny? I could just picture TS's happy story of the week is a pedophile got shot today in the streets of London. Like, it'll be. Dude, that would be. It'll be some warped. Good ending. Good ending. Good ending, but still warped. <laughs> one less one around. Oh man! I didn't think about doing stuff like that, but that would be awesome, and I appreciate the idea. Thanks, See? dude. This is what happens when you tell your friends shit. This is what happens when you start being sort of. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> What's I'm wrong with you, so TS? Inspired to find these stories now. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Bill Cosby still in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Bill Cosby slapped by another chicken patty. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are trying to overturn his um I saw this on his uh his uh convictions or something like that. So how long is he supposed to be in jail? How long is he supposed to be alive? <laughs> right, like that's what I'm like this man I, I still don't I still don't get like it's just a hospital. Like that cat up in his house. Like like that cat up in his house. Like why'd you have to put him in? You know what I mean? Right, yeah. He's always old, he's always on his way out. Lock that cat up in his house. I think <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we we've discussed the conspiracy behind it. He, Bill must have been onto something bigger and better, and the media was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that can't happen." That, well, I mean, the, the the first time that he was trying to make a move this big um, was when the initial Cosby Show was really going to be aired, and the network went to number one overnight. So I'm like, he was trying to to buy a major network, and who knows what that, that would have done for. The black culture and black film, black media, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of that. So, yeah, right. I understand it. Yo, off topic, and this just reminded me, like, my ADD, what is it called? ADD? Which just went from, like, the oh Eddie Murphy skit where he's talking about calling, uh, or when Bill Cosby called him, something like that, the filth, flying, flying, filth. <laughs> but have you, there's a movie that I watched last night from 2012 with Eddie Murphy called A Thousand Words. Have you guys heard of that or seen that? No. Uh-uh. It was on Netflix, and it's like, He's like a, a an agent um, for people, so and he tries to sign this guy, and um, he gets like it was. Long story short, there's a tree that goes in his backyard, but every word, like Eddie Murphy says a lot of words and always talks about a lot, but every time he's when this tree comes up, he says a word, a leaf falls, and there's a thousand leaves on this tree. So mm-hmm. and he's like, when oh, all the Eddie leaves Murphy. fall, yeah. 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 When all leaves fall, he will die. So he's trying to like figure, like not say anything. So not a lot of people know because he doesn't want to tell them about it because then leaves would fall. And he like tries to write things down on paper and leaves still fall. But then at the end, it's like, oh, I have to be a better person kind of thing. Okay. Or it's like, it's it's a good movie. I w- wouldn't watch it again. I feel like it, it was <laughs> decent. But it's like, I there's a reason why it wasn't like, you know, a long 
with in the headlines with Avengers or Star Wars or something, you know, but it wasn't bad. And this uh, begins Cody's movie segment, which we will continue next week. Cinemography. <laughs> and to give you guys a fun fact, while we're out and about in our backyards and front yards or whatever yards you decide to be in, um, catnip is 10 times more effective at repelling mosquitoes than DEET, the main substance used in insect repellents. So if you have mosquito problems, apparently you just got to rub catnip on yourself and you'll be better than running, rubbing off on yourself. I'm sure it would keep mosquitoes wow. and girls away. But the cats will love it. <laughs> I was going to make a joke <laughs> when you said rub off cats on with yourself. Cats with a K? That's what she said. <laughs> Anyhow... That's episode 70 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know, I gotcha. You can find me on Twitter at C-Nova KPZ. McCoy? Um, it's your boy, Ru McCoy. Before I, before I say that. Um, Mr. Butter 2. I was, I was thinking about this about 30 minutes ago in the middle of us recording. Can I believe we've been doing this for 70 episodes? I was just thinking that today at breakfast. (laughs) We've done this 70 times. We've done this 70 times, you guys. Well, I mean, 73. yeah, I was going to be like 72, <laughs> 73, because there's that conspiracy episode that we had in there. <laughs> a couple episodes we lost. So by 69 the way, and a half. Yeah. All right. Oh, Epis- lost episodes. Yeah. Dude. De- deleted episodes. Man. Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah. The not saved episode. Oh, yes. That one. Don't close it. <laughs> that I closed one. it. That one. God, that, and I'm so mad because not a, to do. That was such a good episode. <laughs> um, Anywho, it's your boy, Ru McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Young Flash God. You know where you can find me as Rumor Coy KPZ on Twitter and on Instagram and then Snapchat at Rumor Coy Rebel. Cody? It's Cody. CD Record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Russ, the barman. Teddy Russ. Skewers, who? Smooth Fingers. Progenitor. Um, all in Russell Bus. <laughs> um. Find me on Snapchat. Chatties of Snapchat. That is Snapchat is. Um, <laughs> and on IG, Candy Cupid D C N D R D underscore C P I D I T Y. I D I T Y. I D I T Y. That's really you. I D I T Y. Ooh, yeah. I D I T Y. But on that note. On that note. That's the Steel Panther version. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, <laughs> gang.